it's embarrassing to hear people talk about the Electoral College as this racist, bigoted, antiquated thing. I do. I find myself embarrassed for those people. The failure to understand history, the failure to under to have a basic recognition that we are indeed a republic and not a democracy, and the value therein, it's hard to look people in the eye when they make this unbelievable mistake. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Pete Buttigieg, he believes in getting rid of the Electoral College. Are you worried that you are giving the Trump-era Republican Party an idea that they ought to start amending the Constitution right now? Well... <laughs> or that they ought to start you know, doing something, changing the, radically changing the structure of the Supreme Court? I think they already Court. have. You know, the Republicans in the Senate changed the number of justices on the Supreme Court. They changed it to eight until they took power, and then they changed it back to nine. So, you know, a lot of what we're talking about is no less a shattering of norms than what the other side has done, but we're proposing it to do, to do it in a way that is more inclusive, I would say more constitutionally sound, more appropriate, and will, just by the nature of the checks and balances in our system, have to go through a very thoughtful and rigorous process. Uh, I think that if they try tinkering with the system, again, they're already doing it under the table in so many ways, but if they try doing it more nakedly, they're going to encounter resistance because most Americans don't want this. Most Americans don't want the conservative agenda that we're now seeing, the extreme agenda that we're, we're seeing in Washington. In fact, it is precisely for that reason that they have to interfere with democracy, with things like voter suppression or clinging on an electoral college that overrules the will of the American people. The electoral college does not overrule the will of the American people. It's an interesting conversation he has about the Supreme Court. He's talking about how Republicans held up Merrick Garland's nomination. See, they changed the Supreme Court to eight. And then when Trump got power, they brought it back to nine. Oh, that's a, that's, that's, that is smooth, man. That's, you learned that at McKinsey. That's where you learn how to do that kind of talk. But what is this about voter suppression in the Electoral College? The voter suppression is the other way. The idea of direct democracy in one person, one vote for president puts the population centers of San Francisco, Los Angeles, and New York front and center, not the rest of the country. There is no other math that can be done that can take you in another direction. This is exactly what is at play. The Electoral College says to the states like Indiana, says to states like Nebraska, says to states like Rhode Island, uh, bite me. You don't count. We will own you and we will subjugate you. Now. You understand that this comes from a lack of decency, this desire to get rid of the Electoral College. States in the Midwest are more agricultural. That doesn't mean that there's an agriculture that happens on the coast. Of course, there's agriculture that happens in California. The entirety of the Central Valley was built on feeding the nation. And you know what they did? They destroyed it. For the sake of a fish called the Delta Smelt, two inches in length, that you would not eat. They decided to shut off water to the Central Valley. And the farmers who proudly farm the land in California now import carrots from China. To what value, to what end? There are places that grow great food all across the country. 
But in order to grow food, you know what you need? Space. By definition, you're not going to have urban density because you need land to grow said food. So because you need land to grow said food, you have less people settled on the land because instead you're growing the food that the people in the settled areas eat. And now those people who oppose the Electoral College want those who grow the food that they eat to then suffer by their hand by not having a proper level of representation to the presidency. I oppose the direct election of senators. The senators to uh, the United States Senate were supposed to be selected by state legislatures, thus more responsive to the people. Because you needed to do the will of the state and the people who were voting for their local people could then have more input quicker about what their senator was doing and changes that could be made. But they now went to direct election of senators part of what I call the tilt of America. This was 1913. You have the Fed, right? You have the income tax, and then you have the direct election of senators. Three things that have led to America's problems. The tilt of America. How have I not written that book yet? Even the title is good, The Tilt of America. Someone's going to steal it, and then we are all going to go crush them. But these people want to get rid of the Electoral College. Pete Buttigieg, the mayor of South Bend, wants to get rid of the Electoral College. That's hate. It's ignorance or it's hate. You you can choose. You can choose which one it is. That brings us to Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams goes on The View. Now, you know Stacey Abrams. She's the one who lost the race for governor against Brian Kemp in Georgia. She's the one who said, oh, I, I simply refuse to concede because the race was stolen. It wasn't stolen. You actually lost And now she's a superstar, right? She's been in Georgia politics before. Now she's beyond a superstar and is on everybody's shortlist for vice president. She's on The View and she's asked about the Electoral College. Quick question. You've called the Electoral College a racist and classist system. Yes. Can you just break it down in the way that you know how to? Okay. So Electoral College was created in the Constitution, and it was designed for two reasons. One, it was to incorporate into how we picked the president the same compromise that was made about slaves in the South. And so Southern legislators, Southern founders said, look, we're not going to be able to count everyone because we're not going to let black people vote. We're counting them as three-fifths, the three-fifths compromise. And we need to incorporate that not only into how we select congressional leaders, which is Mm -hmm. where that came in, but how we pick a president. So the South had roughly equal population to the North, but most of their people were slaves. And so it's a racist system that said we're going to count the bodies of black people, but not their souls. Oh, let us stop for just a moment. And let us never forget that slavery is horrific and that the the slaveholders were all wrong. But let us not lie about why the Electoral College was created and the compromise that exists from James Madison in order to get this done. The compromise between arguing that Congress should pick the president and the argument of true democracy should pick the president became the Electoral College. We vote for electors. Electors vote for president. One of the cases in front of the Supreme Court right now is the idea of free electors. 
that electors can actually vote for anybody they want. They don't have to vote for the slate or, or the person that the popular vote in that state gets. The popular vote in the state of Nebraska, uh, well, that's, they split things. I don't know if that's the best. I don't know if, you, I don't know if the Nebraska people are the best way to. I'm going to go with a, a, an easier state to, to do it with. I'll do it with my beloved Indiana. They vote for Republicans, or they, 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 the majority goes for a Republican or a Democratic candidate. The electors go that way. The argument is, the argument is, the elector, what can they do? Well, there were a couple of states where elect, one, of, one of the electors, instead of voting for Hillary Clinton, voted for John Kasich. You have other states where electors didn't pay attention. In, the, in, in one state, the elector was thrown out and new electors were put in. In the other state, I think it was Washington State, the electors were fined. And they sued and said, you can't fine us. We're electors. We can do what we want. Electors are appointed by uh, the state party apparatus. So in almost every case, they always go along with what uh, the party wants. There are very few cases where the electors have gone the other way. It's a, it's a handful, really, in, the, in, in history. But the case before the Supreme Court is, is the elector free to do what they want? I argue yes, that the elector is free to do what they want. It's just very, very rare and odd that they would go in any other direction. But the compromise, to say that it was about racism and about slaves, that is, that is a, a fair bit of rewrite. We, or where the argument does come into play is if you were taking a look at populations and saying, well, whoa, 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 how can you give all these uh, electors to these states, these slave states, because you're not allowing these slaves to vote? Why, why, you, you can't have the representation based on people that can't vote. Thus came into the very concept of three-fifths. The compromise comes from the idea of keeping the slave-owning states from having too much power. That was indeed a part of that level of the compromise. But it was not the totality of the purpose of the Electoral College. That was about greater representation amongst large states and small states. The three-fifths conversation goes to diminishing those southern states and not allowing them too much power because the objection to slavery was real. One of the horrors of the Constitution, if you will, or at least its ratification, was that there were people knew slavery was wrong. They had to get the country going. So they said yes to a deal. They said yes to an imperfect deal. But it was the best deal they could get. They knew they had to get the country started. They knew they could go forward from there. The three-fifths compromise was for the purposes of allocating representatives and electors and then calculation of federal taxes. It was not to say, here's the electoral college and it's totally a racist system. That's where it is untrue. So we have to be very clear about these subjects that you can have these parts of history. You shouldn't deny them. That's nuts. Why would you ever deny history? It's criminally insane. Bring it in there. Have the discussion, but know what it is that you're talking about. Understand why it matters. 
And the Electoral College matters because small states have rights and should have a say in the leadership in Washington, D.C. But Stacey Abrams was not done with her so-called history lesson where she gave an incomplete history. I just gave you a full history. The classist part was that in the North, too many immigrants from parts of Europe that people weren't excited about, Mm -hmm. too many poor people, too many poor white men were trying to vote. And so the Northerners said, well, we don't want people who aren't equipped to make this decision to be selecting the executive of our nation. And so the Electoral College said, yes, you can speak up, but we'll decide if you're right. It is a classist racist system whose time has passed and we need to get rid of it. Right. Thank you. But it's going to be very hard to do. And and I want to be clear, I've been opposed to the Electoral College for a very long time. I introduced legislation when I was in the state legislature. I co-sponsored it with a Republican to eliminate the Electoral College and to do the national popular vote, because Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a Democrat or Republican. I'm an American and my voice should count and my vote should count. And I don't need anyone to intercede. It requires an amendment, though. It's a big deal. It does. Although the national popular vote movement, what that would do is get each state to agree to just cast their electors based on the national vote. So we can basically jerry-rig the system and go around the Constitution. I would prefer we actually fix it at the source, but, you know, I don't have that kind of time. Oh, she doesn't have the time. She's more than happy to jerry-rig the system and go around the Constitution. She sounds exactly like somebody who will uphold, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Right? She's, She's publicly advocating for being the vice president. And the, the, the oath is the oath. Uphold, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. And she's like, who's got time for that? This idea of compacts, right? The National uh, Popular Vote Compact. What they've tried to put together is this idea that um, if we can get enough states to say, uh, we will give our uh, electors to the winner of the popular vote across the country, regardless of what the state says, that's stealing people's votes. Here she is worried about one person, one vote, and her vote mattering, and she's telling the states that it doesn't matter because if the state goes for candidate X, but the nation goes for candidate Y in the popular vote, the electors are going to go for candidate Y. That's criminally insane. That's not somebody who should be near anything having to do with power. Article 1, Section 10 of the United States Constitution. No state shall, without the consent of Congress, enter into any agreement or compact with another state. What it says, it's the compact clause, people. No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops, or ships of war in time of peace, enter in any agreement or compact with another state or with a foreign power or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. Translation, how in the world do you do this national popular vote compact if you're not allowed to do compacts? Again, a question for them to answer, and they don't really seem to care about this uh, too much. But you think that this is somebody who's making sense on the Electoral College and then talks freely about wanting to screw you out of your vote because, after all, she knows what's best and doesn't care about the Constitution and she doesn't have the time to wait? Okay. But sure, praise her as a possible vice president of the United States. You enjoy that. I'm Tony Katz.